Well, hello, New Creation Family Church and those who are listening to the podcast when we get that up and running. Um, I've got a good word for you today. Um, It may not start out as an exciting word, but it's a good word. So stick with me and it'll bring you victory in your life if you stick with me to the end and apply what I'm telling you to do. So first of all, um, for those who are on the podcast, this is Pastor Kim Miller. I pastor in New Creation Family Church along with my husband, Pastor Gary Miller. We're located in Springfield, Missouri, and we have a seat for you. If you're looking for a home church, one where God shows up to meet your needs, or one where you can be a blessing in helping to meet the needs of others by the gifts and talents that are inside of you. You have an important place in the body of Christ. All right, so let's get to the message. I'm going to be talking about staying the course today. You know, the Bible talks about how we are running a race. So if we're running a race, we need to stay the course. It's easy to get off course in this day and age um, in which we're living in, especially. So much information, so many distractions. The culture has changed so much, so very quickly, and it's ever-changing. People have all kinds of crazy ideas they're trying to feed you, you know. So it's just so important to stay the course. Now, how do we stay the course? I mean, what helps us to stay on course, you know? First of all, um, we need to line up what we're believing and thinking on and doing with the Word of God. That's the manual for the believer. That's God's heart and mind, the word of God. And um, that's what we need to have to navigate our lives. We need to get God's word in our hearts. Now, that's just not a one-time thing. I read my Bible today or, you know, or I went to church this week. It's just not little spurts, you know, that we need. We need to be filled up with his word. And the way to get... His word in our hearts is do what Joshua 1.8 says. It says that we meditate his word day and night. So you mean to tell me, Pastor Kim, that, you know, I can't go to work or have a life or spend time with my husband or kids or wife or, or go to the grocery store? I have to meditate the word day and night and I can't do nothing else? No, that's not what that's saying. That's saying as you go about your life, the word of God needs to take first place in your life. And that's how you walk in victory in life. That's how you stay the course. So in other words, while I'm going to the grocery store, you know, I'll be thinking about the word on an opportunity what I'm doing. You know, as thoughts come to my mind that are contrary to God's word, I'll cast those thoughts down and have God's word be first place in my life. Now, that's a daily decision. Actually, that's a moment by moment decision to make God's word first place in our lives. You know, as we're bombarded with things all around us, thoughts and opinions and just the culture, as I said, we have to make decisions moment by moment to let the word of God be our guide in life, you know, to be what we base our lives upon. And it's so important. Now, there's a scripture in the Old Testament. Now, I don't remember exactly where it is off the top of my head. And it talks about, you know, talk about the word when you do this and when you do that and when you, you're in the house and when you do this and when you're with your kids and to just keep talking about the word. Let me see if I can try to find that scripture. That wasn't in my notes, but I'm not going to take too long to find it. Let me type in my phone a few, you know, keywords to see if I can find that quickly enough. But I think you get the idea. But just give me a minute. Stick with me. Let me try to find that, you know, really quick. 
Okay, let's see. Let me type in a few keywords here. Let's see if I can find that. Let's see. And if I would spell the keywords right, that would help, okay? When you sit down and rise up, that might help me find it. I think that's how it says that. It just came to my spirit, that scripture. Okay, let's see here. Let's see if I can find that. Okay. Ah, okay. Deuteronomy 6, 7. All right, here we go. Some of you are still raising kids, so this is good. Okay, so Deuteronomy 6, 7 says, let's see. Let me go, go read the beginning of that, Deuteronomy 6. Let's go right to that here. Deuteronomy chapter 6, and we'll start a little further up of that. Okay, let's see. Okay. Okay, these are the commands decrees and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you so that you may enjoy long life. Um, see right there in the first verse of that, it, it's saying, you know, that we need to be doers of the word. That's another way we stay the course. We can't stay the course unless we are doers of the word. So first we need to get his word in our hearts. We need to learn it. We need to know what it says. We need to rightly divide it. And and we need to be a doer of meditate it and be a doer of it. Okay, so this is what it says next. Okay. Uh, Hear Israel and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in the land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord your God of your ancestors promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commands I give you today are to be on your hearts. See, we have to get the word of God in our hearts in order to be successful in life, in order to stay the course. Okay. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your forehead. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. See, um, those that you are raising kids, it's your responsibility. It's part of parenting. It's part of parenting, if you're a Christian, to sow the word of God into your kids and to teach them how to do that for themselves. That's important. It's not... The church's job, you see, we're just here to help you do what should be going on at home. We're helping you to reinforce that. We're, we're a tool to help you. But a lot of parents, I don't see them, you know, really putting in the word of God into their kids like they should. You know, it should be just something that's just part of daily routine as parenting. You know, just like you, you, when your kids are little, you teach them how to br properly brush their teeth and do, to do other things. You need to teach them how to get the word in their hearts. You need to teach them from an early age scripture memorization so they can meditate on it. You know, when they're little, give them little prizes and, and motivational things like that. And teach them, you know, how to do it for themselves. And when they're teenagers, you know, don't stop parenting them. I see too many, and I've seen it for too long. You know, I've been around a while. I'm not you know, super old in age or anything like that. But I've seen a lot, and I've seen a lot of stuff that ain't good. <laughs> so we're going to try to teach you how not to do the stuff that ain't good, okay? So when you are a parent of teenagers, your job doesn't stop. I think you need to even be more diligent. But don't wait till then either to try to fix what you didn't do when they were young. But, you know, when you, you have teenagers, you need to still be diligent about parenting them and sowing the word in their hearts and bringing them to church. You know, if they live in your house... You pay the bills. They, they don't have the right to say whether they're going to church or not. They don't have the right 
to run your house. They don't have a right to dress however they want or go with whoever they want. You're the parent and it's time to act like it. Okay, we just tell you the truth here because we love you. And it's true because it'll save you and them a whole bunch of heartache in life. Okay, I wasn't planning on saying all that, but it needed to be said. Okay, now let me get back to where I was here. Okay, so the the ways, is first of all, just to recap that I said about staying in the course is meditating God's word so we can get it in our hearts. And it said, you know, making it first place in our lives. That's what it means by continually thinking about it as we go about our ways, as we just sit down, as we rise up, making the word of God first place in your life. That's how we stay the course. Casting down thoughts. Just recap a little bit. I like to recap when I minister and when I teach just to make sure people catch everything I'm saying. I think it's important to be able to catch what's being said so you can apply it to your life. So I'm a pretty simple uh, preacher and teacher, but I want folks to get it. That's what matters. I can say all this kind of fancy stuff and you go home being like, duh, what did you say? What did you say? And that wouldn't do you any good. I want this to do you good. And it will when you apply it. Okay, so we meditate the word. We teach it to our kids. We make it first place in our lives. Um, and we do what the word of God says. We cast down thoughts and opinions that are contrary to the word of God. And we're not conformed to the, this world, Romans um, chapter 12, verse 2. To be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We be transformed to have beliefs and opinions and, and thoughts and lives that line up with the word of God. We're living epistles, the Bible says. And there should be a noticeable difference between the believer and the unbeliever. And not just barely but a big difference. Like we shouldn't be going to the same places that worldly people go and that could be questionable, that are an appearance of evil. We need to avoid every appearance of evil, the Bible says. So, you know, Christianity isn't just, a, okay, I said a prayer, do what I want, you know. You know, this part of the Bible is easy for me to obey, but, you know, walking in love and that person, he ticked me off. So that, that I'm just not going to surrender. That's not true Christianity. I got to tell you, the truth, true Christianity is take up your cross and follow me. Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself or, her, or herself. Take up their cross and follow me. That's true Christianity. It's, you know, being a slave to righteousness, being a bondservant of the Lord, not just picking and choosing how you want to live your lives. That's not Christianity, folks. That's just, this is just the truth, you know? Okay, so that is how we stay the course. You know, and I can tell you, too, that, you know, um, as all of you know, in this room and those listening to podcasts, life isn't easy. Okay, you can go home now. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't go home yet and don't turn off the podcast. I'm, I'm not done yet. <laughs> I'm going to give you some hope, too. <laughs> I already have, but I have some more for you. You know, Jesus said in this world we would have tribulation. But he didn't stop there. He said, but I have overcome the world. See, we're more than conquerors. He's overcome for us. So we just don't stop at all the trouble and the tribulation. But we overcome. We take hold of what Jesus has already taken hold of for us. And we walk by faith. That's Christianity. We take hold of more and more and gain more ground. Take hold of what Jesus has taken hold of for us. So, you know, when the hard times come, you know, honestly, we can't be wimps. And so many of us, when we have... A hard time, and I've been guilty of myself, and you know, at times, you know, so I preach to myself too. You know, I don't want to be disqualified, I want to be in uh, to what God is doing, I want to be a recipient of all He's already done and what He wants to do in my life. So, you know, I preach everything to myself first, too. You know, sometimes we freak out when problems come, you know, and that's just part of normal life, especially for a Christian because the devil hates you not because of you, but because of your purpose on earth. You're a threat to him when you know who you are in Christ. You're a threat to him when you're due of the word. 
You know, just being a Christian doesn't make you a threat to him. Being a Christian who knows who they are in Christ and a Christian who's a doer of the word is when we become a threat to the devil. A Christian that lives holy is a threat to the devil. Because, you know, if we're trying to use our authority and, and speak to the mountain and speak to the situations in our life that are contrary to the word of God, the devil will laugh at us if we are not living holy. You know, when we live holy lives, we can effectively use the authority that Jesus has given us. So these are all ways to stay on, the, stay on course, to stay the course. You know, we don't give up. The Bible says that fight the good fight of faith. See, it is a fight. We don't just roll over and play dead when things come against us and give in. We stand on the word of God and we keep standing. And sometimes results don't come immediately. But if you keep on standing, you will get the victory. Stand on the word of God in faith. You will get the victory. See, the devil tries to wear out the saints. And we're already defeated if he can wear us out. Because Jesus said it's finished. He's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. But if we get wore out and discouraged, we're already defeated. So when discouragement comes knocking on your door like it tries to to everybody else, you just speak the word and you rejoice by faith and just stick with the word of God and cast down thoughts. So I'm teaching you how to stay the course. And you stay the course and you play until you win, until you see the manifestation of the word of God in your life. You don't quit. You keep at it. Well, how long do I stand? How long? Until the devil leaves, until you see the manifestation of your victory in life. You just keep on standing with the word. Stay the course with the word of God, and you won't fail because God's word never fails. Okay, let's see here. And talking about staying the course, um, runners, you know, they need to be able to be in good condition to run. You know, it says, you know, the Bible talks about running a race and how it's a race. You know, and, and runners can't successfully and effectively run if they're not in top shape to be able to run their race. Now, how are, how do we be in top shape to run a race? Just like I said, having the word of God in our hearts, being a doer of the word, speaking the word of God. Too many folks, they keep their mouth shut. That's what the devil wants. You need to be speaking the word of God. The word of God is voice activated. Um, God spoke into existence out of nothing. He calls those things that are not just as though they were. And we need to follow his example. We need to be speaking the word of God in our lives on a regular basis. Because life and death are in the power of the tongue. We want to speak life. We want to speak the word of God. So this is how we get in top condition to be able to run a race in time with God in prayer. That is so important. And too many folks just pray as religious duty. Take time in his presence. You know, as you begin to become a person of prayer, you'll learn to be led by the spirit, even in your prayer time. Some days you'll be praying in tongues more. And I recommend praying in tongues on and off every day at some point, as much as you can. You know, and then, but sometimes you'll do that more than others one day. One day you may worship in tongues more. You may just sing songs to more. You may be in intercession more. The more you become a person of prayer, you learn. That's the best way to become a person of prayer and learn how to pray is do it. You know, just like, is that Nike? Just do it. That's how you learn. Read books on it. I recommend that. Um, good books on that. But you need to practice it. You need to practice the presence of God. That's how you really learn. You'll learn to be able to be led by the Spirit of God first in your prayer closet, and then you'll begin to be led by the Spirit of God more in other areas. Okay? So this is how we stay the course. This is how we effectively run our race in God. Okay, let's see if there's anything else on my heart to go over here. You know, and your attitude, um, you know, determines the outcome of things too. You know, if you see yourself as defeated and you're not in faith, um, 
you're already defeated. You know, we need to get to the point of believing God's word and faith comes by hearing. So that's why it's so important to come to church on a regular basis. Um, You know, it's part of our church that you come here on a regular basis. If you're looking for home church and you're in Springfield, Missouri uh, area, we recommend our church. Of course, I recommend it because God called us here. We're among those called here. Um, and if you're in other, you know, states or other areas, wherever you are listening from, you know, drop us some comments, send us a message, you know, on Facebook, New Creation Families Church, uh, uh, dash with slash, not dash. Is that a slash? New, uh, Miller Outreach Ministries on Facebook. Shoot us a message. Let us know that you're listening to the podcast, where you're listening from. Um, find a good church in your area. It's so important to do that. You know, especially in this day and age, you need a pastor. I mean, it's not a popular thing to say always all the time or in this day and age, but you need a pastor. And your pastor needs you. Together, we build the kingdom of God. You're important too. Church needs you and you need church. We work together. You know, every joint supplies, the Bible says, in the body of Christ. So you're needed and your pastor needs you. Your church needs you. So don't be so selfish to not come to church and think, oh, you know, I don't need to be there. But there's people that need what's in you too. You're a vital part of the body of Christ. It's time to step up and rise to the occasion and be who God has called us all to be together corporately. So we can affect this world. We can affect our areas for him. We're all needed. We all have an important part in this end time army of God. You know, you're enlisted. Are you going to heed the call? You know, are you going to rise to the occasion? You're, you're, uh, we're born for such a time as this. That's why you're living in this day, in this, this day and age. You have the goods to, to be um, more than a conqueror right now, no matter what's going on, because Jesus already said that. He's already given us everything for life and godliness, like I said. So it's time for us to take hold of what he's given us and be who we are, to be that new creation we are, to be the church that this world, the Bible says that the world longs for the sons and daughters of God, the sons of God to rise up to be, I'm not quoting exactly, but they long for the, us to be who we are. So it's time, folks, it's time. So this is how we stay in the course. So um, stay the course with God and you'll be able to finish your race successfully and effectively accomplish all God has for you.